Hey, what's up everybody and welcome back to That Triathlon Show, the podcast presented by scientifictriathlon.com. I'm your host Michael and this episode is Q&A number 116. Before we get into today's questions, big thanks to our sponsors, Precision Hydration that you can find on precisionhydration.com. Precision Hydration create electrolyte products that you can match to how you sweat and your individual sweat sodium concentration level. You can find out what a good ballpark estimate for your sweat sodium concentration is by getting a free hydration plan, which is really easy. You'll just uh, answer 10 questions uh, and uh, that will give you a ballpark estimate for how much sodium you lose. And this can be quite important, especially as the workouts get longer and more intense. You can definitely start to see some performance uh, decreases if you're not adequately replacing your sodium. Uh, some people even struggle with things like cramping when they don't do that. And uh, especially if you're training twice per day or more, then uh, the performance in the latter workouts that day can really suffer if you haven't hydrated properly in the first ones. So it's, this is really a good time to take care of that whether you're training on the bike or doing long swims in the pool where you might sweat a lot for those that are lucky enough to have pool availability to them. So go and check that out. And uh, as a side note, it is really, really tasty. So I personally use precision hydration electrolytes whenever I go longer than an hour indoors on the on the turbo trainer, whether there is intensity or not in that workout. I just feel that uh, I feel better and I feel more ready for my next workout that day in particular. You can get 50% off your order of electrolytes with the promo code thattriathlonshow15. And thank you to Roka that you can find on roka.com. There's still time to do some Christmas shopping and Roka is a perfect stop for finding uh, gifts for your triathlon friends and family members. I have it on really good authority uh, from somebody very close to me that the shipping is super fast and Roka have so many different product lines that it's uh, very easy to find a great Christmas gift for uh, somebody, whether it's friends or family members. You could consider, for example, a Viper Swimskin for the advanced athlete going to Kona next year or for somebody who is getting into triathlon and swimming and aren't all set. You could get them a mesh bag where they can fit all their swim equipment, which we'll actually talk about a bit later in this episode. They also have backpacks, sunglasses, of course, prescription glasses, and uh, the usual suspects, the original product lines, wetsuits and tri-suits that came not long after, and lots of other cool stuff. All of it is super high quality, very innovative, and many of the products have uh, patented technology in them. Uh, that is a uh, testament to Roka's innovation skills. You can get 20% off your order with the promo code that you can get on roka.com forward slash TTS. Now let's get into today's questions, which are from Guy in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. A guy writes, hi, Michael, thank you for continuing to crank out excellent content. I am lucky enough to have safe access to a pool twice a week now, and I have two questions. One, for someone who is limited to two swims per week, do you think that the warm-up and cool-down are enough low intensity? I typically do shorter VO2 max work in one session and the CSS or critical swim speed, you could call it threshold uh, pace in the other, with the warm-up and cool-down being the only truly easy swimming in my week. Should I also work in some more long and slow stuff? 
All right, so I'll start with answering this question and then we'll get on to question number two. So I think that this really depends a bit on what your, or a lot, on what your strengths and weaknesses in swimming are. So your profiling as a swimmer. If, for example, your pace tends to drop quite a lot when you're doing longer work, and what, for example, might feel easy when you do it for 100 meters, 200 meters, 300 meters, if that becomes very challenging when you're going for 400, 500, 600, uh, and by the way, you can when I, whenever I say meters, you can think yards, <laughs> it's all the same, uh, then that could be a sign that you're lacking some of that endurance training. If uh, you're dropping off in pace quite a bit, uh, even when the pace initially feels easy. If, on the other hand, you are more of a lacking different gears kind of swimmer, so you can go forever at your normal steady pace, but as soon as you're asked to turn the afterburners on a little bit, you struggle and feel like you're only going marginally faster for a substantially stronger effort. In that situation, more intensity would make sense. So so in some way, you can start this profiling even just intuitively by thinking about how you typically perform in swimming in those different scenarios that I just described. But you can also, of course, do some more uh, objective testing. I think an easy way that you could self-assess your strength on the endurance side, for example, would be to do the following protocol, which would be to start your workout by swimming a 200 at a normal steady endurance pace and time that 200. Let's say, for argument's sake, that you did that 200 in 3 minutes 20 seconds. So that's 1 minute 40 per 100 meter. Then take this pace that you just got, that you just did for the easy feeling or steady feeling 200, and set your Finis tempo trainer to beep at that specific pace. So uh, let me first explain for people that might not be aware what a Finis tempo trainer is really quickly. It's essentially a metronome. You can set it to beep at a specific pace that you want to be swimming. And so, and you can put it in your swim cap or, or attach it, mount it to your goggles. So it's there and it beeps whenever you're supposed to hit the wall at the other side of the pool. So that you, then you can just stay with the beep, so to say. Whenever the beep goes, your feet hits the wall and you push off the other side and then you know that you're swimming at the pace you're intending to be swimming. There are some other use cases as well, but in this uh, scenario, that is the use case that we're looking at. So again, we have a scenario where you're swimming 140 per 100 meter for your steady endurance. So you would set the Finis tempo trainer to beep every 25 seconds in a 25 meter pool and every 50 seconds in a 50 meter pool or yards equivalently. So so then you would just be able to follow that beep and uh, swim continuously at that steady endurance pace that you just self-paced yourself at the start of the workout and uh, match that beep perfectly. Every time you get the wall, the beep goes off and just swim, keep swimming until it starts to feel challenging. And when does that happen? Is it after 1,500 meters, 1,000 meters, 500 meters? Uh, I don't know. It will vary from person to person. But keep going beyond it getting challenging as well, within reason, of course. If you're a really, really good swimmer, then this is not a useful test. But if you're more of a normal adult onset swimmer, even if you're a fairly good age grouper, I think this test can be very useful. So you could go until you fail and can't keep up that pace, even if it might be 2,500, 3,500, 4,000 meters, if you have that amount of time available. So 
let's just say here uh, for argument's sake again that you failed at 1500 meters you could no longer keep up with the finis tempo trainer so what you then learned is that you actually can just about hold what feels like an endurance pace at the start of the workout for the distance of an olympic distance race so this would obviously indicate a weakness in endurance and you would need to work on that endurance if on the other hand you got to 1500 meters without any issues you got to 2000 meters without any issues and perhaps then you quit just because you were so bored and said screw it i'm done well then endurance is probably less of an issue for you and as described above that could be a sign that doing more intensity might make sense to just work on that uh, raise your ceiling so to say so one thing i should say is that if you find find out that you need to work on your endurance and you start doing that don't look at it as slow swimming you mentioned slow swimming in your question should i work in some more long slow stuff uh, slow swimming is probably a luxury that only athletes swimming five or more times per week can have when you have two three or four swims per week then time is precious you need to make the most out of every single meter so the endurance work should not be slow it should be steady it should be the right intensity you should not be chasing paces but swim at the right perceived effort uh, where you are working but it is sustainable and you can maintain good form and good stroke mechanics throughout the duration of the repetitions that you're that you're doing so so that is basically my answer to you it can be it's definitely possible to do two intense swims in a week and uh, it's not as if you will necessarily burn out by doing that but the question is more so what is it that you actually need so ideally you want to assess that somehow and that is what i just described even if it's just some introspection and thinking about your profiling as i described it at the beginning of the answer and then deciding based on that how much endurance work you should be doing and how much intense work you should be doing it could also be that you have uh, maybe a strong difference between the pace that you can do for your vo2 work let's say you're doing 50s and 75s perhaps for your vo2 intervals and for your css intervals you're doing typically 200s if you see a very large discrepancy in pace between the two then that could also be a sign that well maybe the vo2 work is not really necessary maybe you could focus more on the css work to bring the css work closer to the vo2 work in pace obviously there will be a difference that's not what i'm saying but if you're seeing a 10 second per 100 meter difference that that i would argue is way too big and you want to bring it more to closer to five seconds per 100 uh, for for those types of of workouts so hope that helps with the first question now question number two is i have always hated swim toys like pool boys fins paddles and snorkels i don't like using them storing them or schlepping them to and from the pool i have enough gear and junk in my car home and life so i much prefer to just swim with my goggles and swimsuit do you know of any studies that show their effectiveness and is my stubbornness leaving a lot of improvement on the table happy thanksgiving from the u.s uh, guy all right so i don't know of any studies no i actually looked it up in one of my books that i have here behind me which is swimming science and it really didn't have anything there was one study about paddles and the different shapes of paddles but nothing in particular about how effective 
when most of these tools or toys are and i haven't seen any before either not not that i can think of so so i don't think there's any science they would of course be nice but i do think we have a mountain of anecdotal evidence that certain tools are useful for sim training for various reasons uh, i honestly can't think of any coach that i know or know of who does not use swim toys in their workouts so i would say that a good set of toys that i would recommend that any triathlete should have would be but most of what you're mentioning actually snorkel pool boy paddles fins and one that i mentioned in the previous question the finis tempo trainer there are definitely a number of other toys that i also like and some of them i like a lot but those five pieces of equipment would be the ones i would find it hard to live without uh, as a coach and as an athlete so so those would be my top priorities and that's not that much toys at the end of the day they still make a fairly small swim bag so so i think that's that's fairly okay i would really recommend that you go and get them it's difficult to say with any certainty that you're leaving improvement on the table and how much improvement you're leaving on the table but uh, i would argue that i think my opinion is that i think that you are leaving some improvement on the table without using the tools yes each of those tools have different use cases that can help you with different aspects of swimming that can make you go faster at the end of the day so the snorkel for example is great for working on technique without having to disrupt your stroke mechanics for breathing so a lot of the problems arise in our stroke when we're taking a breath and turning to do that and that's when things can really go wrong so when you're swimming with a snorkel and you can just keep your head steady and still and just go on with your stroke without having that disruption that can help you form more stable movement patterns with your with your hands and arms and hopefully you can then you you can then take that take those movement patterns and incorporate that in your swimming without the snorkel as well that's what you want to be doing at the end of the day but you can also get a visual of what you're doing actually when your hand is out in front of you you can see how deep your hand entry is whether it's aligned with your shoulder uh, or between your your center line and your shoulder line making sure that it's in the right space laterally so to say and all sorts of things like with that visual can really help you at least get a rough idea of what you're doing in that early phase of the stroke then pull boy and paddles so by the way going back to the snorkel so i guess the the main takeaway with the snorkel is that it's a great tool for technical improvement you can use it in drills you can use it in endurance swimming when you want to do some something different like focus on technique but without isolating off the breathing isolating out the the breathing so to say and uh, and that can help you get a really good technical stroke so so technique is the main uh, the, the main purpose of using the snorkel pullboy and paddles often go hand in hand but not always uh, quite quite often you can swim with just pullboy and not have paddles and that would have forced you to basically produce all the propulsion with your uh, with your arms and hands and not with your kicking so so that's already in itself a bit of a strength upper body strength workout and obviously when you use paddles then that is exacerbated and it becomes even more of a strength training but but paddles i would say are equally if not more important for technique so they are can be really useful when you're really focusing on swimming with the paddles in terms of learning how to feel 
feel the water is maybe I, maybe an overused term, so I don't know if that's what I want to call it. Uh, I guess feel that you're getting a good grip of the water, feel the movement patterns that you want to be using, because when you feel that when you do the right movement patterns, you should feel that your lats are working. I think that's that's actually something that in a recent podcast by Joel Filiol he talked about a lot, which I totally agree with that uh, one of the main benefits of paddles is that they can make it easier for you to feel that you're using the big muscle groups in your lats and not overloading your shoulders too much by not having effective technique. So so that's one key reason for using paddles. So essentially paddles can be used for both strength power work but also for technique work. And the pool boy similar to the snorkel can be used for technique because you can do drills with the pull boy to help you not have to worry about kicking for example and you can focus on what's important in that drill it can be similarly be used in endurance swimming or just full stroke swimming but without the kicking to focus on technique within the full stroke so you can combine endurance swimming and the pull boy and get the best of two worlds in in that sense Fins work very similarly, I would say. In some ways, fins are even better than a pull boy, at least when the when when we're focusing on the technical aspects of swimming, because then you can get to the same great body position and not have to worry about kicking and your lower body keeping a great body position, which I should have mentioned at the pull boy, that that is one of the key things that you don't have to... You can take out the body position aspect of swimming, which for most triathletes and adult onset swimmers is a big struggle especially for male athletes the fins do that too but the advantage of the fins over the pool boy is that you can still do some kicking and uh, that makes the full stroke a, a true full stroke you don't take out the kicking i still recommend that with the fins you don't kick very forcefully like you just keep it as a rhythmical kicking to make sure that you get the rhythm right but you're not using the fins to generate a lot of extra propulsion. They're just there to get keep you in a great body position and you can kick, but without causing too much propulsion. So uh, fins like the pull boy can be used in endurance swimming and in drills for those same reasons. Fins can also be used for pure kicking exercises, which uh, for some triathletes, actually for many, I think it makes sense to do uh, at least a bit of kicking uh, because uh, if nothing else it can really help you work on that tautness for your body so make sure that you're able to stabilize the movement of the kick in your upper body and not have your upper body be rocking side to side when you're kicking so so that's a key function of of the fins and i would t- generally tend to prescribe that kind of kicking with fins and snorkel together and your hands stretch out in front of you and then finally, the Finnish Tempo Trainer, a metronome or wetronome as they call it. Uh, I already described how you can use that for pacing, which is super uh, great for getting the most out of your quality swim sets. Not necessarily the really short and sharp stuff like 50s, well, VO2 max type work. But even if you're doing things like CSS work, then it can be really useful to to have the Finis Tempo Trainer to pace you through those hundreds or two hundreds or two fifties that you might be doing and make sure that you don't go out too hard at the beginning, but actually maintain a steady pace from start to finish in the interval, which will make you last longer in the workout and be able to complete the set with better quality. And 
you can also use the finesse tempo trainer for stroke rate training so there is that's another mode where it beeps uh, much more frequently than whenever you're supposed to be at the at the end of the lane but actually it can be set to beep at 60 strokes per minute 70 strokes per minute 80 strokes per minute and so on and well every single one of them of course not just the even tens so if you're somebody who needs to work on your stroke rate whether it's increasing it which is much more normal than decreasing it but that too could be the case then you can actually have that beep going on whenever you should take a stroke so very frequently uh, but that's something that is that can be absolutely super useful and it's not as annoying as it sounds i have done that and and it works if you're a really really good swimmer already then i would say that maybe you're not missing out on that much by not using toys but i think that the further you are from the elite of the elite the more the toys can really serve as useful tools to help you gain improvements for a number of reasons that i just described including both fitness aspects when it comes to things like using paddles but all of those and the finis tempo trainer really is a good one because of the improvement that it can give you to your quality sets but also the technical aspects or maybe primarily the technical aspects of most of those tools you say that you have enough gear and junk in your life and i completely understand that and sympathize with it and uh, getting it to and from the pool storing it etc the only thing that i can advise for that is that definitely get a mesh bag to store your tools in it's a lifesaver because then you can just keep the tools in that mesh bag in the shower or whenever uh, when when you're not using it when you're not at the pool and you never have to get the tools out of it to dry because they can dry in that mesh bag so the other point that you make there is that you're not liking using the tools and i think that a key aspect in learning to like to use them is to understand the purpose of them sure if you're doing seemingly random workouts with no purpose no explanations as for why the tools are used then that's not going to be very engaging but if you have an understanding of the purpose and the why of using the toys then that will increase your buy-in in the process which will definitely improve your enjoyment for the workout in its own right also having tools does open up a lot of new opportunities for adding variety to your workouts now this can be a good and a bad thing because you do not want to have variety for variety's sake and in fact repetition is usually a more effective training approach than variety but there is a sweet spot where some variety is good variety for example incorporating some technical work with toys in your warm-ups and warm downs and even in endurance focused main sets so that would be my my takeaways for you i hope that this helps i do think that you would benefit from using the tools so uh, yeah that's just my advice but of course uh, if you really hate it and it makes you not swim then it's better to do whatever makes you go to the pool and do the swimming in the first place so so that's uh maybe goes without saying but i said it anyway all right thank you that's it for today's q and i have a lot of links in the episode description so i have a link to the category archive for the swimming related episodes on that triathlon show and also a lot of links to different q a's where we have uh, covered topics related to this one in particular that would be useful and actually it's named almost the same as this one and i only noticed it after deciding on the name for this q a but it's q a number 26 which is called swim training on two swims per week 
what to do when heart rate spikes and blah 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 so on and so forth there are some other questions in there but the swim training on two swims per week could be interesting for you also q a number 43 has uh, a question about if there if there is too much intensity in traditional swim training programs and then you also have q and a's 89 75 and 21 that might be interesting to have a listen to if you have questions that you want answered then send them to michael at scientific triathlon.com and that's michael with a k and i hope to answer them on a future q a episode if you're interested in coaching training plans or even our training camp on mallorca in april 2021 which still has a few slots available so check that out then go to scientifictriathlon.com. We have all the information there and you can always email me if you have any further questions. And uh, might I suggest that a training plan could be a great Christmas gift for someone, some of your triathlon friends or family members if you're still working on those Christmas gifts. Big thanks finally to our sponsors, Precision Hydration, that you can find on precisionhydration.com. Go and get a free hydration plan and get an estimate of your individual sweat sodium concentration and get 15% off your electrolyte order with the promo code thattriathlonshow15. And thank you to Roka that you can find on roka.com. Check out their wetsuits, trisuits, swimskins, goggles, high-performance Iver, and prescription glasses and sunglasses that now, by the way, can you can get blue light blocking coding on those glasses. So that's a really cool new feature. You can get 20% off your Roka order with the promo code that you can get on roka.com forward slash TTS. Thank you, as always, for listening. Keep training smart and keep loving triathlon. <laughs>